Support for How in the Hell Did I Get Here comes from The Coloring Book Coach. Did you know it's possible to heal your heart and more through coloring and the support of The Coloring Book Coach? Visit thecoloringbookcoach.com for your free coloring book. Happy October! If you've been listening, you might have heard that every episode this month is going to be all about creepy things. Haunted houses, scary entities, unexplainable phenomena, paranormal oddities, and more. If you've been following the show, you know that myself and my four sisters are pretty tuned in. I've been experiencing paranormal interactions since I was a little girl, and I'm also highly intuitive and receive messages from beyond the grave, among other things. Carrie, as you heard in our useless psychic episode, sometimes has literal dreams that come true, as well as having the unique ability to tune into others' physical pain. Jenny has a way of finding and experiencing the craziest paranormal and unexplainable shit. Erin is super empathetic and can tune into people, places, and animals. She reads energy very well. And lastly, our sister Sky's kids know better than to try and pull anything over on her. She has the all-seeing eye and she can spot a bullshitter a mile away. <laughs> So today, we have just one story, as told in three parts by our sister Erin, and it's recent. These events are only a couple of months old, and as you'll hear, we actually had some strange shit literally go down while we were recording this episode. This is Kim A. Floden, and you're listening to How in the Hell Did I Get Here? Quick note, as always, today's episode includes swear words. Stay with us. This is the second time and second week in a row that Aaron and I tried to record this story. The first time, when I went to pull up the audio later for editing, there was nothing there. The whole section about what was happening in Aaron and Van's new house had literally dropped out of the middle of the recording. What you're hearing today is our second attempt to record this story, and as you'll hear, we have difficulties including the fact that something was way off with my microphone's sound. I sound like I'm underwater, which has never happened before either. Erin brings us up to speed on what's been happening, or at least she tries to. Van left last week for a trip to Chicago. He does this on occasion, and he, uh, for the first time in 20 years, had to spend the night in the airport due to weather-related delays. And coincidentally to the audience that is listening, Kim and I were recording a podcast and another hour of talking about uh, ghostly phenomena in this house that I'm living in now, and none of that recorded. So Van left for Chicago again this morning, and... I said to him before he left, I kind of feel like you're not going to be home tonight, so pack some extra stuff. And of course he didn't. And guess who's delayed again? Doesn't know if he's going to be able to make it on a flight back home. So we were chatting on the phone earlier. And as he often does, he'll call me from the airport and tell me about his day. And 
So we did, and then he said, so how was your day? And I said, well, it was great. I, I came home, and I mowed the lawn and did a load of laundry, banished an entity with the help of Archangel Michael, and then loaded the dishwasher. And he didn't skip a beat, and he just said, oh, that sounds like a busy day. <laughs> and so he and I had been talking about the saging of the house and trying to get rid of said entity. And all he said to me was, so did you feel it? And, uh, you know, it's one of these things that you, you know, you kind of feel it, but you're not quite sure. What I felt was that all of the angels that I was calling in to help me vanquish this thing were laughing at me. Because I'm in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Help me release these entities back to, you know, wherever they need to be. And I did this in every room of my house. So anyway, then Van said, do you feel like it's gone? And I'm like, well, I don't know. I kind of think so. But I heard a big thump upstairs, kind of like the random thumpings that nobody knows what I'm talking about because it didn't record last week when we did this. Uh, so shall we go back and try to retell that story. So it appears we've gotten past the computer mishaps and that maybe, just maybe, Erin will be able to actually tell and finish the story of what happened to her during that first night she spent alone in her and Van's new house. Stay with us. Uh, so shall we go back and try to retell that story? I've, I moved into this house four and a half months ago, and the house is 20 years old. Uh, backstory, we grew up in a haunted house, so this is nothing new to me. One night, shortly after we moved in, Van left for a trip down south with his daughter, and I was going to end up being home for four or five days by myself. And I was just recovering from a surgery, getting used to the new house, and first night alone, I go to sleep. We have two French doors that are the bedroom doors that don't have any curtains or anything on them, so you can see right into the hallway. And I have a beagle who sleeps in the bed with me when, um, well, I was going to say when Van is gone, but she sleeps with us every night and is like the Great Wall of China between us. So Erin just dropped out for I don't know why, and actually, wait, um, she just texted me, and we were just talking about, as you heard, uh, getting the thing out of her house. And here's what she just texted me. Oh, my God. Computer just shut down. Never has done that before. It's still here. Just got the energetic thing, which means she gets an energetic feeling when, like, weird stuff's going on. So, obviously, we're going to have to do some more uh, work on whatever the hell that thing is in her house. We'll be talking about this more as soon as she gets back on the call. Erin, where are you? Oh, my God. She's calling me now. Okay, I've got okay. you on the phone. Yeah, I'm, I, it, it clearly does not want me to talk about this. Well, you got to get that thing out of there. This is ridiculous. I know. I just told it that. Okay, um, I'm going to hang up and let you get back in here. Okay, so we're waiting for her to get back in, and her computer is rebooting, which... Uh, last week when we were talking and the whole, we lost a whole hour's worth of conversation. She was telling me how her Roku, um, was turning on and off. Like Aaron said, we did grow up in a haunted house. Okay. I'm back. So you took the sage and you walked around the house and you said all these things. Yeah. And I think I just explained that 
I'm home alone again tonight. My husband happens to be, this is like Groundhog's Day. He's in Chicago right. again. He's delayed. Don't know if he's going to make it home again. So it's kind of the same situation all over again. So I'm going to try it. This is my third attempt at trying to tell this story. So I'm home alone, first night home alone in a new house, post-op. Probably had been a few weeks since my surgery. I was not using any narcotics or anything at this point. I was totally clear-minded. And uh, my husband left for several days. And I sleep with my beagle in the bed. And I don't scare easily. I mean, I might react strongly, but like, you know, when something is, is wrong or if there's something that you need to like pay attention to. We live in a somewhat secluded neighborhood. There's one way in and one way out. And uh, I live on a cul-de-sac, heavily wooded backyard, steep slope, perfect setting for a haunted house, right? So I'm in bed. Something wakes not only me up, but my dog up at like four o'clock in the morning, maybe 4.30. And it was a like a creaking noise like you would imagine in an old house, like someone steps on a creaky old board, but it was really loud. And Dixie snapped up out of bed immediately. And as I just explained, my French doors are not, there's no curtains or anything. So I'm just looking out into a hall. So immediately I'm like, you know, what the hell was that? It was a creaking noise, but also I think a bang or something happened because it, it, I sat bolt upright out of the bed. And so Dixie sat and stared at the door and was kind of doing a low growl at first because she heard something and didn't know what it was. And all of a sudden, every single like sensory alert went off in my body. There's only been one other time in my life that I remember that happening where you absolutely know that something is not right and you better pay attention. This is not a fire drill like practice, this is really happening, you know, be, be afraid, yeah. be afraid. And yes. And so I had, I grabbed my phone and I called my husband who happened to be awake. I told him, I'm like, I'm really scared. I heard something. The doors are closed to the bedroom. At this point in time, I didn't realize I had a lock on the door. So the doors weren't locked. I said, stay on the phone with me because I'm pretty sure that there's somebody in the house and was totally convinced at this point that there was somebody in the house because why else is my dog growling low at the door and something was loud enough to wake me up. And this was probably early spring where we still had the heat going. And so my first rational thought was this is the when the vents are heating up and cooling down and that banging that can happen, that is what I thought it was. Yeah. I would, at, you know, at, you try to rationalize that shit, right? Yeah. Yep. At first, that is what I thought it was. And then Dixie just being on high alert and then me going into that fight or flight. And I actually questioned why I was going into that mode because you really don't think that there's going to be anything like that that happens to you. Is there someone in the house? Is the house haunted? Will Aaron and Dixie make it safely through the night? Find out after the break. 
Hey there, it's Kim. I'm just popping in to answer a quick question someone asked, which is what more they could do to help support the show beyond sharing, reviewing, and subscribing. Here's a quick list. One, buy us a cookie or two at coffee.com. That's coffee.com forward slash how in the hell. It's actually spelled ko-fi.com and then forward slash how in the hell. Two, we have fun merchandise. Shirts, mugs, bags, even socks. The link is at howinthehellpodcast.com. Three, are you a small business owner? You can advertise on the show. Email howinthehelldidigethere at gmail.com or call 323-488-3303. Thank you, and now back to the show. You really don't think that there's going to be anything like that that happens to you. And so... I just like uh, in the idiot in the the scary movies. I get underneath the covers with the phone and call my husband and say, stay on the phone with me. So again, backstory, we grew up in a haunted house. Weird phenomena stuff is not that weird to our family. I'm just going to say that. And so then that was my next thought is what, what is here or what is happening? Because obviously no one's busted in the door yet to kill me. So I heard then a very loud bang, probably 10 or 15 minutes after the first one. Still have my husband on the phone. He's doing his thing and checking in with me like every two minutes to make Did sure I'm okay. Did he hear the bang on the phone? No, he didn't. Uh, but that's there's later on throughout the next foul, you know, few months up until now, we have been hearing these random bangs, even when the AC is not on and the heat hasn't been on. So we can't quite figure out what it is. But so the second loud bang scared me so badly because at this point it was coming from a place that was very, very close to where I was, yet I had no freaking idea what it was. In my mind, someone just tipped something over downstairs and it crashed. That's what it sounded like. And I'm like, fuck, I need to, I need to now get into the bathroom, lock the door and call 911. I did go into the bathroom, lock the door, didn't turn on the light, still have husband on the phone. And I said, now I'm not kidding you. I, I actually think there could be somebody here. Can you call 911? Because I don't want to talk. I don't want to let anyone hear me in the bathroom. Yeah, And right. he's like, love, are you sure? Are you sure? And I'm like, no, I'm not sure. And I think if anybody was here, they actually would have broke the door down by now if there was any intent to do harm. And so I didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. I said, just stay on the phone with me. He stayed on the phone with me for another hour until it got light outside. And you know how when it gets light out, somehow everything is right with the world again and you're not afraid of anything? <laughs> that is exactly yeah. what happened. I'm like, I'm okay now. If there was somebody here, they would have killed me by now. They would have left the house, whatever the case might be. So it got light out and I walked through the whole house, had my dog with me. She didn't react, nothing weird. And obviously, I'm telling you the story. So there was no human being here in the house. The thumps and strange noises aren't the only things that's had Erin spooked. Just what the hell is going on in her new house? 
interestingly enough, I have seen or felt an entity in the prior two homes that I've lived in. Anyway, one more thing about this house. My son had a strange experience here. Well, we we all did that night. Probably about a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago, my son and his girlfriend came over and we went swimming in the lake and hung out, played games. Uh, My husband fell asleep with his head in my lap on the couch, which as I explained in the prior podcast, not sure it got recorded, but my office area overlooks my living room. So there's this tiny hallway loft area. And um, outside of my Roku, just randomly turning on and off, which I just said that. And of course, the whole TV just shut off. No shit. Totally just went to something different. Oh, my God. This happened. This happened. See, I'm getting that weird arm hair raising thing. I'm at my computer and I'm looking at the TV. And what happened is that the Roku was paused on a show I was watching. And the minute that I just started talking about the Roku, which is why I started to question, does the Roku remote hear you? Um, And it just (laughs) ended again. It just shut off. It just shut off completely. That is Uh, crazy. Um, I Oof, looked it just up, made a weird noise. I looked it up and I couldn't find anybody else saying anything like what you're saying about your Roku. But if anybody else yeah. has weird shit with their Roku, let us know. <laughs> well, I mean, it could. It's there's probably a very simple explanation. However, the last time I was talking to you about this, it did something weird. Could be technology. Could just be it's that smart. I don't know. Okay, so. That night, we were having fun. The kids had a few drinks. We were sitting downstairs. Calvin went upstairs to take a shower. And Paige and I were sitting on the couch, which is right below below the loft. Van, my husband, fell asleep. His head was in my lap. Paige and I were talking just in normal tones, maybe just a little bit more quiet because Van was asleep. And... All of a sudden, something drops out of the sky and lands in my lap, and it's my son's shirt. And I'm like, what the hell? And Paige is like, what the hell? Calvin storms down the stairs into the living room and said, oh, my God, Mom, I have been yelling your name for the last five minutes. How could you not hear me? And Paige and I both get this look on our face like, what are you talking about? We are here in almost complete silence and you're screaming at me because I didn't hear you screaming at me eight feet above me. Immediately, I could tell by his face that he was like, well, you know, what the hell? Because he could see the sincerity on Paige's face and my face that I had no idea. I mean, I think he thought at first Paige and I were deep in conversation and that I just didn't hear him. But with Paige backing me up going, Calvin, what are you talking about? There's nothing. We didn't hear you. Uh, Cue the beagle. They still have talked about this because it freaked us all out so bad. He was totally convinced that he was saying my name out loud. And maybe he was. Thanks so much for listening. And please keep sharing, reviewing, and subscribing to the show. And... If you really want to show us the love, buy us a cookie or two at coffee.com. That's ko-fi.com forward slash how in the hell. Thanks so much. You guys are the greatest. Keep spreading the word. 
Meet you back here next week for more How in the Hell Did I Get Here spooky stories. Until then, pay attention, my friends. You just never know when you might find yourself saying, I came home and I mowed the lawn and did a load of laundry, banished an entity with the help of Archangel Michael, and then loaded the dishwasher. How in the hell did I get here? This week's show was written, produced, and hosted by myself, Kim A. Floden, with editing help from Carrie Floden, and features our sister, Erin Beach, as this week's storyteller. Be sure to check out our sponsor, The Coloring Book Coach. Find your free coloring book at thecoloringbookcoach.com. We're so grateful to the artist Silent Partner who creates all our music, including our theme song, Seventh Floor Tango, our ad music, Blue Skies, and the special music for this episode, Slow Shock. We love them, and we found them on YouTube's Creator Library.